Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Shmini. Parshas Shmini, according to the Chinuch, contains 17 mitzvos, 6 positive, and 11 restrictions. Among these 11 restrictions, you find in the second half of Parshas Shmini, the detailed laws of what we call Hilchos Kashrus, those animals that we can eat, fish that we can eat, birds that we can eat, and the various shrutzim, creeping animals, those that we can and those that we cannot eat. In addition to Parshas Shmini, we take out a second Sefer Torah this Shabbos. It is the third of the special Parshios. It is Parshas Porah. And we read from the fourth book of the Torah, the book of Amidbar, chapter 19, about the Porah Aduma. The Shulchan Aruch tells us that we read Parshas Porah every year on the Shabbos before Parshas HaChodesh. Parshas HaChodesh, which is next Shabbos, please God, and that focuses on the month of Nisan and the forthcoming holiday of Pesach. So on the Shabbos beforehand, we read about the Porah Aduma because the Pesach needs the para, as we will explain in a moment. There are two basic reasons for reading Parshas Para. One is a practical one. As we said a moment ago, all Israel is obligated in the past when we had, in the future when we will have, the third base of Migdash, to bring the Paschal Lamb. You can only bring the Paschal Lamb if you are in a state of purity. And this purity is to remove the impurity, the Tumor, which came from someone who came either in contact with or under the same roof as a dead body. If anybody has gone to a funeral where the deceased was present and you were under the same roof as, you are Tomei. You are impure. There's only one way to remove this impurity, and that is not with a mikvah, but rather with the sprinkling of the ash of the para aduma, the red heifer, mixed with water, on day three and day seven of your count of purity. And then and only then do you go to the mikvah, and then you would be tahor, pure, enabling you to a enter the Beis Hamikdash, the temple, and to partake of a korban, an offering in the Beis Hamikdash. So, the first reason for reading this is a unashalma parim svasenu. We look upon our reading about it, studying it, as if we actually did it. 
And as the Mishnah Brura says at the beginning of Simon Tafresh Pei Hei, that our reading of is Lehis Lefanov. It's a form of prayer to God that please God soon Gamolenu on us Yizrok Mayim Tahorim Bimehera. He will please God quickly sprinkle cause to be sprinkled the ashes of the para aduma upon us quickly. This is one reason for the reading of Parshas Para. Incidentally, the Mechaber, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, brings the opinion that Parshas Para might very well be De Oraisa. Everybody agrees that two weeks ago, Pasha Zachar was a biblical mitzvah. There are those that suggest Parshas Pura as well. The second reading for Parshas Pura is a bit more of, you might say, a cover-up. Many, many Sidurim list after the Shachris Davening what is known as Sheish Zechiros the six remembrances, the six mitzvot in the Torah, where the Torah says to remember. The fourth of these mitzvot is found in the fifth book of the Torah, chapter 9, verse 7, where the Torah says in Parshas, Ekev, Zuchor al Tishkach, remember, don't forget, Esa Sherek Tzavta, Esa Shemelokecho Bamidbar, how you angered Hashem in the desert. And our rabbis tell us this refers to the sin of the golden calf. We're to remember every year the sin of the golden calf. So rather than give a clap on the table and say, listen up everybody, we're going to read about the the sin of the golden calf, which is really an embarrassment, an egg on our face. We read about the Pora Aduma. Now, Rashi, in his opening comment on chapter 19 in the fourth book of the Torah, where the Torah talks about the Paraduma, tells us, This is the quintessential chok, law of the Torah, where the Torah does not give a reason. Not only does the Torah not give a reason, but the wise King Solomon said, In his book of Koheles, he says, You know something? I tried and I pretty much understood all of Torah, but for he, this mitzvah here of paraduma rechokamimeni, I cannot fathom it. How? That the Kohen who takes the ash of the paraduma and water and sprinkles it on a Jew who is Tomei, that Kohen renders the Jew Tahor, and he, the Kohen, in the process by touching this, he himself becomes Tomei. Not to the same extent. He, does, he doesn't require the paraduma on him, but he has to go to the mikvah that evening. He becomes Tomei, if I can use the term, with a small test. But this Shlomo could not understand. So this is the picture boy, quintessential chok. Yet, at the end of the chapter dealing with the Paraduma, Rashi cites from Rav Moshe Darshon 
at least some explanation, not to say that this is the explanation, but to give us some at least appreciation. And Rashi tells us that, after all, if you have a situation where a young child, a baby, dirties the floor, mommy cleans up the mess. Similarly, here you have a calf which was, unfortunately, a great sin. Let the mommy, the cow, the red heifer, come and atone for the sin of the calf. In other words, and Rashi goes on to explain how the different parts of the procedure of the para aduma is a kapara for the cheito egel, the sin of the golden calf. Interestingly, the sin of the golden calf was based, the Ramban tells us, in Pasha's Kisisa, they might have been well-meaning. They might have not been looking for idolatry. However, because on their own they were fashioning some kind of spirituality, that in of itself is the sin. And that's why the Mikdash, according to our rabbis, is an atonement for the golden calf. And no less than 18 times does the Torah say in Parshas Pekude that the Mikdash Mishkan was constructed as God commanded Moshe. 18 times, again and again and again, that you should recognize that the only way this could work and would work is only because God commanded Moshe and not because man on his own came to this initiative, as well-meaning as he might be. And therefore, we can appreciate that in this week's parsha, oh my goodness, on opening day, on the day that Rashi tells us at the very beginning of Parsha Shmini, which happens to be Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the eighth day is the day following the seven days at the end of Adar of the Miluim. And Rashi tells us that this is the day that Eser Atoros, ten crowns were given to this day, the first day of Korbanos. And the first day of the Kohanim functioning in the base of Migdash, all the many, many different firsts, and Nodavraviu step out of line, and they are killed instantaneously by God on the spot. Why, you might ask, couldn't God wait a day or two? And the answer is no, because what was Nodavraviu doing? They brought as the text tells us, Esh Zorah, a strange fire, that was low command, that was not commanded of them. And since they brought a fire, that was what? low Siva Osam. This was going back to the sin of the golden calf. And therefore, this had to be immediately eradicated from their midst. And so, there was no tolerance for a shalot siva. We see here how important the environment is, that the environment be based on sanctity, 
And here we're talking about the environment of the societal, namely the mikdash, which belongs to the entire Jewish community. This mikdash has to be based upon kasher tziva Hashem. Now we might appreciate why the laws of Kashrus are immediately after God's moving in to the sanctuary within the Jewish people. Now that we have a sanctuary for the community, for the tzibur, for the people, now comes, as that verse says, for Asuli Mikdash, make for me a sanctuary, and I will literally dwell within each and every one of them. Each and every one of us as a Mikdash, as a sanctuary, as a walking sanctuary, needs to be as well in a proper environment, needs to be as well with the higher authority. And therefore come the laws of Kashrus that tell us how important it is regarding each and every individual. There's something about the laws, the dietary laws, that if God forbid a Jew violates these dietary laws, the Torah says, which literally means that one becomes, again, contaminated and impure. But the word in chapter 11, verse 43, take the Chumash to the table, v'nitmesem is written without the Aleph, understood by our rabbis, v'nitamtem, that you're going to unfortunately make your soul nothing less than deficient. It's a form of contaminating their soul. That's a terrible thing that macholos asuros, that eating non-kosher food does. And not only does it work with the adults, but go up one more verse. Chapter 11, verse 42, where the Torah repeats again, you are not to eat these creeping creatures, the Torah says, Lo Sochlum. The Gemara in Yevamos 114a at the bottom understands it to mean Lo Sachilum. Not only can't you eat it, but you can't feed it to young children. Just like baby Moshe couldn't nurse, wouldn't nurse from the Egyptian women. Why? Because the rabbis say, that the mouth that was going to communicate with God had to only nurse from a pure source. Similarly, we find in Shulchan Aruch, in Yoridea, the Yoridea teaches in Simon Pei Aleph that if a Jewish woman, for whatever the reason, in yesteryear couldn't nurse, and she had to have a non-Jewish woman nurse her child, that non-Jewish woman had to eat kosher food. Ordinarily, a non-Jewish woman can eat whatever she wants. But because the food affects, yes, my friends, even a baby. And that's why those mommies, daddies, that go and the baby is crying and they pick up the baby boy and they say, little tzadikal, and the girl, little tzadikas, what's going on here? The answer is, this is what we want for our children. And it starts when they are infants. You give the baby a bottle 
You give the baby to eat, make the appropriate bracha, make the shahakol. As soon as they get older, make the bracha as you feed them. And after a while, it becomes totally second nature and an integral part of them. A very powerful lesson that we go from the communal to the personal, from the mikdash, which was for the entire nation, which had to be, as God had commanded, so too each and every's personal sanctuary has to be maintained, sustained. The food has to be kashet siva, Hashem Moshe. Shabbat Shalom to all.